What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Elle, your Radio Reina, and here we are, episode six of The Mezcla. For those of you who haven't been listening, that just means the mix in Spanish. But anyway, I have something brand new, totally different, something that I've been wanting to work on for a while, and finally got the right set of actors to do so, who I will introduce at the very end of what's going on. So um, the political climate's been a little weird lately, and I don't want to make that worse by any means. But I did hear on the news the other day something about America... The United States getting a space force. And that inspired me to write this short, not short, it's gonna be many parts, but this is the first part. The first installment of a narrative about the space force. So I hope you like it. Everybody buckle in, get ready. This is my experimental episode of the Mezcla. So sit back and get ready to hear about the space force. The year is 2039. The world is similar to the way it is now, but Technology has far exceeded our current prototypes, and trees no longer exist in the United States, mainly because we decided we don't need them anymore, so we move them somewhere else. The only real issue is that the people of Earth are unaware of the potential for approaching intergalactic devastation. But thanks to the work of the 45th United States president, we now have a savior. Or do we? This is the true account of the original Space Force. Chapter 1, Interrogation Flynn McCarvey glances nervously down at his busted hollow watch V5, which currently reads 6.17am. Usually the train isn't this late, but the magnetic field has been off lately, messing up most of the Earth's working tech. It's like something has been draining our power for weeks. A vague purple haze blurring the usually gray skies has lingered for an uncomfortable amount of time. Jesus, I'm not going to make it in time to the arena. Flynn taps his foot with a combination of irritation and internal debate. He can't miss the first official recruitment event for Space Force. Ever since he lost his brother Maverick in the fifth invasion before the creation of Space Force, which was actually covered up by the FBI, Flynn has sworn that he would protect the world from further intergalactic turmoil. Space Force is the only chance he has, and he's not letting it slip away. For Maverick's sake. Just as he turns to hail the closest sky cab, the train slides in with a blood-curdling screech. back from the platform to avoid injury. The train is coming to a stop. Yeah, yeah. About time you showed up. He waits impatiently as hundreds of strangers step out before he finally squeezes his way in. Please remove all hands and legs from the boarding area. The doors are now closing. Next stop, GovTech Battle Arena. GovTech is a government-created industry that serves as the manufacturer and distributor of all upper-level technology. The sad truth is that they thrive on corruption and monetary greed. They also happen to own the arena, hosting the drafting process and sponsoring the creation of Space Force. Flynn takes a look around the dumpy train car at the people around him. He notices a woman in the corner with a dark hood pulled over her head, slouching with her arms crossed. She blows a bubble with her gum that snaps as it deflates. Flynn notices the blue band flashing on her arm, indicating she's a Space Force recruitment candidate. SR0023. I see you're also heading to recruitment. She looks up with dark eyes, scowls, and flips him off. 
That's none of your concern. Well, hello to you too, I guess. He walks toward her, trying not to lose balance as the train rattles down the tracks. He plops down in the seat adjacent to her. So tell me, are you always this colorful and warm? She sneers. Bite me. Look, I'm not trying to make enemies here. And I'm not trying to make friends. Judging by that band on your arm, you're trying to make some teammates. Isn't that right? She sighs, but without looking in Flynn's direction or showing any bit of hospitality, responds. Fine. Sonny Rodrigo. Sonny? <laughs> You're kidding, right? She rolls her eyes. I didn't choose it, okay? Will you back off now? Flynn McCarvey. Pleasure to meet you. The two sit in silence for roughly 15 minutes, and Sonny stays in her slouched and closed-off position, occasionally popping a large pink bubble with her gum. Now approaching GovTech Battle Arena. Please remain stable as the train comes to a stop. Sonny grabs her backpack and starts to move from her seat. Saved by the bell. As she bolts for the door, Flynn grabs his pack and runs after her. Hey, wait, Ugh. and she's gone. So much for making an ally. Before he knew it, Sonny disappeared into the crowd of potential recruits. From what Flynn could tell, the recruits were a clear mix of either nervous or overly cocky about their abilities. Between massive meathead war dogs flexing their biceps to young and worried teenagers hugging their parents before departing, Flynn could tell this was not going to be a walk in the park. A loud voice booms over the intercom. All candidates, please report to entrance gate B5 for scan-in confirmation. As he makes his way toward the recruitment entrance, he notices two outrageously large military guards wielding RK-400 hollow-shot rifles, scanning in the potential candidates. As he slowly makes his way to the front of the line, Flynn smirks and says, Yikes. Tell me I'm not going to have to battle you two to get on the team. One guard lets out a semi-chuckle. Hell, you're in for a word of hurt if you think you're going to be battling something smaller than us today. Flynn realizes that the recruitment flyer gives no actual information as to what the process would entail. Wait, what do you mean? Before he could finish the question, the soldier grabs Flynn's armband and scans him in. When Flynn's name flashes on the recruitment tablet, the screen also flashes bright red and lets out a loud buzz. Jesus. The soldier's face falls with no sign of joking and very sternly says, Mr. McCarvey, I'm going to need you to come with me. As he whistles, two more guards come over. <whistles> the guards grab Flynn on either side and begin dragging him toward a makeshift armored base just across the way. Wait, what? what is this? Where are you taking me? What did I do? Flynn squirms, attempting to loosen the guards' grips. Don't resist, Mr. McCarvey, and don't make a scene. We need to ask a few questions. He sees Sonny near the entrance gate and attempts to get her attention. Hey, Sonny! Help! Sonny locks eyes with Flynn and looks irritated. She quickly breaks the gaze and walks through the gate, ignoring Flynn's cries for help. As he attempts to free himself, Flynn feels a sharp zap on the back of his neck and quickly falls unconscious. Mr. McCarvey, wake up. Flynn groggily opens his eyes, wincing at the burning pain in the back of his neck. A man with gray hair and a well-pressed suit looms over him, attempting to snap to get his attention. Flynn can see the official government insignia pin fashioned to the man's blazer. What's going on? Mr. McCarvey, I asked the question, not you. As he realizes he's holocuffed to a large steel chair, Flynn groggily continues to survey the room he's in with this man. The room is an artificially lit interrogation room with an enormous mirrored window on the other side. Standing at the door is each of the guards who had seized Flynn and knocked him out. Mr. McCarvey, we figured you would turn up here eventually, but we do have some concerns about your motive. What are you talking about? The man grabs a tablet and begins to read. 
Flynn McCarvey, male, age 27, Caucasian, no criminal record aside from small traffic infractions. Family includes two deceased parents and one deceased brother, Maverick McCarvey. Cause of death, construction accident. I don't know what any of that has to do with why I'm here, but judging by that pin fastened to your jacket, we both know what really happened to my brother. Man pauses to contemplate a response. Mr. McCarvey, I don't know what you think happened to your brother, but I need to be certain that you are not here attempting to incite violence. Incite? Violence? Why? Because you guys are covering up my brother's death so the world won't panic about your carelessness to invasion? Please. I'm just here to attempt to protect other people from suffering the same devastating loss as I did. My brother was a hero, and you all hid that from the world. You have no idea what you're talking about. Some things in this world are beyond your current understanding. Your brother was not authorized to interfere with intergalactic warfare and government business. He tried to be a hero, and it got him killed. He was a criminal for what he did. The citizens of the U.S. are not ready to learn about the influx of invasions we had then. So what? You're going to let everyone blindly walk around and die while matters continue to worsen? It's a matter of public safety. It's a matter of protecting people from information they cannot handle. The Space Force is being formed to help civilians, and we do not need some vengeful little shit interfering. Vengeance? You think I'm here for vengeance? Flynn looks away and shakes his head. I'm here because I want to destroy the alien scum that murdered my brother. My problem is with them. Flynn points toward this guy. Not with you. Sure, you guys are scumbags for covering up the truth, but I would rather protect people from the crap you're hiding from them. Those things are going to keep coming here and draining our energy and killing our people. And I'm not going to let that happen. Screw your lies. This is about protecting humanity. The man takes a step back, staring questioningly at the wall. Mr. McCarvey, you make a valid point, but before we let you into that arena, we need to be certain that you are not here for alternative reasons. Well, let me prove that then, in the arena. Fair enough, but if I so much as see you step one foot out of line, I'm not only disqualifying you from the recruitment process, I'm putting you in jail for tampering with government business. Don't go sticking your nose where it doesn't belong, McCarvey. You won't like the consequences. Game on. Can I go now? The man nods. Let him out. He looks back at Flynn. And whatever you think you know, keep your mouth shut. This is both a demand and a warning. Without another word, the man leaves with the door crashing shut behind him. The guards release the restraints on the holocuffs, and Flynn rubs his wrists. Oh, thanks for the hospitality, boys. See you in the arena. One of the guards chuckled. Yeah, just try not to die on the first day. Flynn nods nervously and makes his way out of the room to return to the arena. The guard from earlier looks at him skeptically and scans in his ban. No red flashes this time. All right, go through. Flynn takes his first step into the arena. Recruits everywhere. This is it. This is his one chance to prove himself. All candidates, please report to the center of the arena. The recruitment process begins now.
thank you all so much for listening to this experimental episode of The Mezcla. I hope you enjoyed part one of my Space Force narrative. I did write this myself and I hope you guys liked it. Please know that I'm in no way taking a political stance with this and it is completely a fictional narrative. So please understand that this is an unbiased script and it was kind of just something I did for fun. I'm gonna continue this and bring you more chapters of this so keep listening because that'll happen at some point. I want to make you guys happy and keep you entertained. That's the, always the main goal but I also want to give a huge shout out to my voice actors in the segment for helping me out. We do have a room full of people here. Say hi everyone. Hello. Hey there. Yo. But I'm gonna have them go around and introduce themselves. First up we have Josh. Josh Short. Yes. Short oh yeah, to got it. First try. Josh Short is Glenn McCarvey, who's our main character. Tell us something about yourself, Josh. Yeah, so I'm a lot smaller than I sound. Like, I look like I'm 16, <laughs> but I'm actually 23. Fun fact, I don't he, have a walking stick or anything like that, so that's He great. actually just told us, uh, if anybody you need a visual, he looks like the main character from Big Hero 6. He, he just gave okay, us that. He's just not as heroic. I don't have a giant, you know, Baymax homie around. That'd be cool, because I get kind of lonely at night, so, you know. But he does oh. legitimately like <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that's so sad. I have two cats. Don't, don't feel too bad. Two I'm fine. Yeah, I can't, yeah, right, He's that was good. my bad. He's I can't good. count them out. They're good friends, right? We love you. Next up on our cast of wonderful people, we have Natalie Turner, who is Sonny Rodrigo. Heck Natalie, yeah. tell us about you. Uh, I do a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> my wow. name's Natalie, I do things and here's stuff. My, here's, all right, my main, here's my main <laughs> thing, though, is getting all the things to go together so that, like, you go to one of my things, you're like, damn, that's kind of cool. So you go to the next one, you're like, well, hell. And you end up going in a big circle of, of Natalie-related stuff. And that's why you're here, because you're a jack-of-all-trades. That's right. You're yeah. so good at so many things that I was like, I bet she's going to be great at putting her voice on this person. I'm she trying, thought that about I'm all trying. of us 100 <laughs> Next up, we have the interrogator, who is played by Tyler Eaton, whose name is not Adam, but he pretends it is sometimes, I, like I, on his email. I can't help that my parents named me Adam, and then as soon as I popped out of the womb, they were like, yo, your name's not Adam. You're going to go by Tyler for the rest of your life. Wait, hold on. Your name on the email system is not Tyler? No, no it's, it's Adam. Adam. That's my oh, first Oh, who did I send was up to then? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you send it to my Gmail? Was it so, a Gmail? Hold back, on. It might have been the Gmail. My Backtracking Gmail here for a second. Name. Back before we give everybody your email, apparently. <laughs> Natalie sent a, a test email to everybody today that apparently just said, What's up? Oh, and yeah. then when you open it, it said, like, What's up, my dudes? Yes, that's exactly what <laughs> And it apparently, she did not send it to Tyler's email. Oh, it it went to someone else's email. It might have been. But no, it's fine. It's Got fine. the email. Everything's okay. Okay. What's up? So, is in my email. So it did not go to a stranger. No, it is. It, in my regard, it did come to me. Going back to the initial thing we were talking about, tell us about yourself. Oh, he's just a country boy. Yeah, I'm just a good old country boy. I come from Simpson County, Kentucky. And for those of you who don't know what that means, for every one square mile in the county, there is 0. .99 farmland. So we, oh. we just reap in corn. That's all we do. We plant it. And then you corn know what we only, do. You know else. what we do. What I'm all taking right. away from this is that if you ask Tyler about himself, he'll give you all of the uses for corn. <laughs> so I, will, I will say. If anybody needed a talk about corn and wanted to know absolutely nothing about Tyler, that's that was the best talk for that. Well, talk about a corny guess... story. Oh, oh my God. God. Josh Short, he'll be here all week. Literally, <laughs> Literally um, yeah, I'm stuck here. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, oh. So next up, we have our beautiful, lovely PA system slash recorded announcer slash robot woman who's got the voice of a precious angel. If you actually listen to her talk in real life, 
Um, Aaliyah, she will be playing our, our announcer. Tell us about yourself, Aaliyah. Is that my dudes? My, <laughs> my dudes. My dudes. Um, my name is Aaliyah. I play instruments and I write stories. She plays the saxophone. What kind of stories do you write? Yeah, and guitar. Yeah, she's um, a mean sax player. I write short stories about Ooh. really anything. Well, we are glad to have her on board. And then we have our wonderful beefed up meathead war dog guards first we have guard Jiggly number Puff. one and the guards are determined by chronology guard number one we have tyler goff hey what's up tyler tell us about yourself i'm 18 i'm like way younger than people here you, you call him you old you youth but uh, i'm like the nicest guy you'll ever meet though tyler goff is single and ready hey, to mingle. I'm I'm single. Hey. um and if you guys want to hear a pickup line um yes so, uh, that a phone ringing in your back pocket? Because that ass is calling me. Oh, I like that. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Next up, we have our second guard. We have ourselves a Mr. Spencer Campbell. Coltrane! He actually is the original canner of Campbell Soup. That's not true. Hold up. Tell us about yourself, Spencer. Okay, anyways. Actually, okay. tell us about yourself. Okay, yo, so, uh, anyways, I used to drum a lot, and now I'm into bass, but I'm still big into music, but... Right now, you know, radio's kind of a thing. So. And that's the fun thing I didn't mention. We are all here at the KBA WKU Radio Talent Institute. We, we are the talent. Everyone here is so super talented. Oh, and that's why I am you. in this Gosh. room with these wonderful people. We really? are all... So sweet. We are all aspiring radio people and... Well, that Everybody. one is true. She got that one right. It's like I was right about that everything. That's my podcast. Aspiring. I'm allowed to be right we're about aspiring. everything. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun with this. Also, we're going to be really... <laughs> we, this wasn't part of the plan, but there's also now going to be a bonus episode that's going to be <laughs> the, the behind-the-scenes chaos and oh, nonsense yeah. that happened. There may or may it not might be... be longer than... <laughs> no, <laughs> it's entirely possible. To there, there's gonna, there might be supplementary video materials so you yes. can see in the flesh... Exactly what was happening oh because there's there's some weird things, <laughs> strange development going on. But yeah, it's, that it's wasn't part of the plan. A lot it's of like it's not the script itself. <laughs> it's just that we're all just like really crazy and just like really talented. <laughs> we're all just really humble, Brad. You might be crazy, but boy, am I talented. We, we made fun <laughs> of Hit me up right, on LinkedIn. But the real <laughs> thing Follow me is on Instagram and Twitter. He's not wrong. And though. Tinder. <laughs> oh, can't follow people Damn. on Tinder. Yeah, you can. You can swipe that right. Okay, but then they can delete you, though. Like, oh, you yeah. can, like, who follow somebody, like... Yeah, but who would delete them? Who would delete guard number one? So just, yeah, you're going to get two parts of this. The, part, the first part is chapter one. The second part is the bonus episode of gags and giggles and... Stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler, for clarifying that. Um, yeah, but as, as Spencer was saying, we have a super talented group of people here, and... There was one part that you'll probably hear in the the playback where I, I just zoned out because they were doing so well that my brain just shut off. I was in it. I was ready. So, yeah. And can, wait, can we also, like, give props to our awesome host here, too? <laughs> oh, like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't okay. matter how... Right. Right. Can you remind me who wrote the script? Who was the one that wrote the script? I am not sure. Could oh, it have, could my it God. Possibly... Aaliyah, who wrote the script? Was it? Do you know who it was? Who wrote the script? Who wrote the script? It, was it, wasn't, it wasn't any of us. That's it was for sure. I had no idea what's going on. It was the script. Who wrote it? Who wrote the script? Josh? It's got to be the same person that's editing all this, right? Isn't it? Oh, it was me! Oh! 
blackout drunk when it happened. That's not true. <laughs> That's yeah. not true at all. It, you, it doesn't matter how talented somebody is if they don't have the initiative to can do anything and he, our host is doing things right now okay. she's sitting up with us yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's a challenge there hey, again massive massive thanks to everybody thank you guys for helping me get this done and help out i'm really looking forward to working with each of my wonderful actors and get more going on the second installment of the space force narrative which Real talk, I have not written, but Aaliyah's gonna help me co-write that, Woo! and we're hoping to get that to you soon. So thank you everyone for listening into the Mezcla and letting me infiltrate your podcast intake, because that's what I'm here for. I'm Elle, Radio Reina, and I'll see you next time. Say bye, everybody. Bye! bye. bye.